from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Good news, the puppy hasn't chewed through my Ethernet cord yet. We continue the show. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. A local Jupiter resident, Rory McElroy, is the leader at the PGA Championship early in round one, but he's five under through 12. Where's Tiger at, Stone? I believe he's still one under. I think he's part out from at the last one. bogey at 15. Got it. He birdied one at Southern Hills. He's played par golf since then. He's four shots back. You know what, Stone? That'll do. Hey, that will do. That will do. All you got to do is make the cut and see how the weekend plays out. <laughs> PGA Championship leaderboard reports throughout the rest of the week and the weekend right here on ESPN 106.3. Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29 in her regular Thursday spot. By the way, Nick Saban, the comments he made about Texas A&M buying all its players last night uh, in Birmingham that had Jimbo Fisher calling press conferences and saying that Nick Saban thought he's God and insinuating Nick Saban is cheating and this whole production. Guess who else was mentioned last Last night uh, by Nick Saban in a derogatory way, and that was the University of Miami and NIL. Um, has has Stone has, has Mario Cristobal called a, a, a press conference at all? That he did not. You know, he he hasn't. He hasn't said anything, and he's not going to say anything. And um, that is probably the route Jimbo should have uh, should have <laughs> yep. taken. But Mario Cristobal is is secure. In the way the program and the school is handling the football program, they're doing it the right way based on the rules. And he's not going to sit there and because he knows Saban too. He coached under Saban just like Jimbo did. Coached with Saban just like Jimbo did. Uh, Mario knows the same things that Jimbo says he knows about Nick Saban. And Mario is just minding his own business <laughs> like i'm not gonna get into that no there was no need for jim i mean we love it we love it i'll listen to jimbo whine and moan and complain uh at at any point at any point it's hilarious because he's so mad and his voice gets so high pitched but mario because it's true <laughs> people don't like being called out and that's and that's why he's mad like yeah. you generally when stuff isn't true, you either don't address it or you just come out and say it's not true. Right. You don't deflect, which no. is we, he did all the classic he, stuff. I, oh, he, yeah, ta- he talked yeah. bad about it, he insulted him and he deflected, but you never address. Uh, no. I mean, there are red flags all over the place after <laughs> yeah. that Jimbo press conference and they ain't Texas A and M flags. Right. Okay? Where's uh, his publicist? Like Jim, I know Jimbo. Somebody advise him properly, would you? Uh so Mario just doing the, the right thing and Miami continues to to win in that spot. Now, um, I wanted to, because we were talking about LeBron, and I think he's just corny. I don't think he, Keely and I don't think he has a god complex. I, I just think he's corny. Sometimes he makes up stories and tries to come off uh, a little bit more intellectual and or mythical than he actually is, mm-hmm. like breaking backboards with Bronny. That didn't happen. Uh, Malcolm X, he read it in the bubble. He took a lot of Instagram photos of him reading the Malcolm X, uh, Malcolm X uh, autobiography, and then when he was asked about it, he uh, uh, he gave one of the classic, 
I definitely didn't read this, but I'm going to pretend I did. Uh, one of the classic like high school approaches. We've all been there. I've been there. I haven't. I okay. always did my work. Well, sorry, oh, I, I Chili Tea student. Um, Stone and I have definitely BSed through some chapters that we were supposed to read or books that we were supposed to read. So I want you, Keely. Or classes. Or, or, uh-huh. or, yeah, classes, period. <laughs> Keely, you're a mom. Uh, you are. You have gone through every level of education. Uh, you are very wise, and you're someone that I look up to both professionally, personally, and intellectually. As okay? you should. <laughs> As you should, peon. Um, <laughs> so, peon. <laughs> so this is LeBron. This is from the bubble, and he was asked about Malcolm X because, again, he was making a big deal about uh, how much he was learning during that summer of 2020. Um, and, and, and this is this is his response to a question about what he made of the autobiography of Malcolm X that he was reading. Yeah, um, so you're holding the autobiography of Malcolm X along with Alex Haley. I don't know how far you are into the book, but what's your biggest takeaway so far? Um, I kind of just started a couple of days ago. Um, but um, I've read... A lot of a lot of notes over the years. Uh, it's my first time actually reading this from start to finish. Um, uh, but just a very um, <laughs> very smart man. Very 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 smart man. And basically, um, his words in the in the sixties uh-huh. and, uh, and what was going on uh-huh. is actually what's going on today. Uh-huh. Yeah. Him understanding the. How powerful um, the Negro can be. Uh-huh. He used that word a lot. Yeah. How powerful we are. Uh-huh. Um, but we have to unite. Yeah. And uh, we have to be together. We have to stand strong. Uh-huh. Because there's always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be oh, yeah. um, you know, things that's going to be thrown at us where they try to weaken us. Um, they try to fill up, make us feel like we're not kings and queens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to come from all, you know different races and different shapes and sizes and things of that nature. Um, and uh, just a very powerful-minded Can we be done, gentleman. please? <laughs> and, uh, he, is, he is just desperate. It's, it's unbelievable to, He's to just kind of spark read. He's special. So be done with it, yeah. From him. Um, uh, you know, he said words in the 60s. Um, that's it, that's it. Uh, smart. Uh, <laughs> stay united. Uh, stay together. Uh, are we done with this yet? Like, I mean, Keely, come on. Like, so, he, he did not read that book. Like, I love so, he starts. I, the classic start of a response like that is, oh, you know, I just started reading it a couple of days ago. That sets the base for the rest of it. Well, but, he, okay. How, why do you say that's not true? Or why do you insinuate that? Because true? any human who ever read anything has way, anything. It could have been the Malcolm X autobiography or Green Eggs and Ham. Like, honestly, it doesn't matter what the book is. If you actually read it, you're coming up with more than just that. Like, if I... I, I agree. I'm, I agree. But but what? But that's not what I asked you. Maybe he eventually read it, but that's he not what read I it asked to that you. point. That's not what I asked you. What I asked you was, mm-hmm. how do you know it's... that? not true that he had just started reading it because because you, you know i'm a journalist and i do my research now yeah and so when ken said he took all these pictures yeah. in the bubble with him reading it now what now when you well, say all the, hold on hold on well, hold on i can give an Don't answer defi- i didn't ask you i asked ken, <laughs> ken I, I defer to stone uh-huh. when you say all these pictures what does that mean 
uh, that he, I would think that he was really digging into that book. Like how many pictures did you, did, do you think? Uh, well, I cannot remember exactly, but there there was a, a whole Instagram thing that he had put together, multiple photos in one post of him sitting at a Three. locker. With the book open. Three. Yeah, in the, but the, the but when's the last, when when's I, the wait, last time up. you took a picture of yourself Turn reading a book, now, Keely? Hold up. Now, now, wait a minute. Uh, actually, I, I did that a last couple Last family years. vacation. Actually, I did that a couple of years ago. Daniel Steele and the Malcolm X biography are two different things. Do I was read not Daniel reading Daniel Steele. Steel, <laughs> I don't know why that is. That's always the first author that pops into my head with married woman is <laughs> Daniel Steele. I guess my point is, now, I will say this. I will give I will give you that that... Doing that, yeah, it's a bit corny. It's, but, but I think this is, the, this is the gift and the curse of social media is that almost that you have to put all of what you're doing or like show that, hey, I'm not just a shut up and dribble. <clears throat> shout out Laura Ingram. Ingram talking about you just shut up and dribble, that this is not what I am, that I also do this. Because even if you look at those pictures, and because do my research now, that video – of that clip was posted on August 21st, 2020. Uh Those pictures you're talking about were posted on August 19th, 2020. Mm -hmm. And he's literally at the beginning of the book. Now, did the boy finish the book? The man, the the man finished the book? I don't know. No way. But, but, (laughs) cause he might've, he might've listened to it on audio book. Cause he might've been like, listen, this is a lot to read. So I'm just going to listen to it on audio book. And (laughs) well, here's the thing. That's nothing. That's nothing. Imagine buying a book strictly for the IG photo. Well, well, and that's nothing against him. Cause I listen to audio books. So a lot, a lot of people do that. But my, my point is, I think where he got caught up is I got to say something to sound like I read this book as opposed to, you know, what I just started reading it. Let me get back to you. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, sure. you can't say that. You you have to say something. Why not? Like, I'll get back to you. I, 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 look, I, I hear you. I wish more people felt like it, that there was somewhere between Marshawn Lynch and LeBron James word vomit in this case. In this case, it was no, well, not word bomb. It was verbal salad. It was just like you didn't say nothing. Yeah. And there's a lot between there. There's a lot between <laughs> I'm not saying nothing and I'm gonna say a whole lot of nothing. Like, why can't you just say you can give a good six to ten second soundbite saying, you know what? I just started the book. You know, I saw the movie, but I really wanted to read. The Let's book sit for down myself. and talk about it next week. Yeah, we we can talk. We can talk about it another time because I really just started it. I, I know he was a very very smart man, but I really wanted to read more for myself. Period. The end. Now, I could be. Yeah. I could be here. I, this is the proof he doesn't have a God complex, though, because he's a people pleaser. People with a God complex aren't people pleasers. And the reason he answered that question or tried to BS his way through it like a junior high book report that he didn't actually read the book is because he's a people pleaser and he wanted to like give them something. Now, Keely, I, I, I agree with everything you said. In you the, should. Oh, I, I, <laughs> as I should, but... Not even an excerpt, not even a yeah. quote. Like, a like, 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 hey, there was it was an awesome moment, you know, in the first chapter where he was <laughs> he was at the coffee shop with this guy in Milwaukee, and, and, and this quote sticks with me, and I hope to see more of this, you know, as I get uh, through the book. Uh, but no, it was literally bullet point of the most basic thing you could possibly generate, and it no, almost I, by how he described Malcolm X and the messaging, I could have done that. There, well, and it also seems like he actually still, after reading however much he read, doesn't actually know anything about Malcolm X. <laughs> I, I mean, I hear you. I hate to agree with Ken on something like this because it's like LeBron slander, but he it's so correct. LeBron he slander. made Malcolm X out to be this like cheery fellow preaching a message that wasn't Malcolm X. Well, who was Malcolm X, Ken? <laughs> 
But he, he was not a cheery fellow. Was that's like, not hey, what I'm saying. Come but I'm hear saying, me speak. That's not what I'm saying. But but now well, you, you not stepped in it now. No, Keely, if you want to if you want to have a great Malcolm X discussion, let me read the book and let's set up a time next week so we can. Oh, discuss too it. good. Now good listen, move. here's good move. here's what that's I can Radio tell you. Stone. <laughs> That, that, That's just and despicable. I, we're both parents of two little ones. I, there's no way I'm going to get through the autobiography of Malcolm X in a week. <laughs> You give me like a month. Oh, man. Even yeah, on audio book. Give me like that's a true. month. Because <laughs> the children want to listen to We Don't Talk About Bruno in the Car, so I can't listen, necessarily <laughs> listen to it. That's a great point, Keely. Uh, Rick Thomas tweets, Saban called out Miami's basketball team, not football. But, yes, moving along. Plus, Mario worked under Saban. Now, I don't, I don't know if Rick um, meant to come off as condescending, um, but I'll reply <laughs> to the tweet. Um, you're right. I was wrong. You were right. Thank you for ombudsman me me uh, that it was basketball. That kid from Kansas State that he was talking about who had the $400,000 NIL deal through John Ruiz. What is a life wallet, Stone? That's what a lot of these deals are through? Yeah, it was life wallet. And it was, his was 800000 Oh, 800000 Double that. My apologies. Listen, I got to um, get my, make sure my kids do well with golf. Yeah, absolutely. And then go to listen, Miami. Listen, yeah. wherever. Yeah. Get your NIL deal. And that, and you don't even have to play professionally after right. that. You can just For parlay sure. that into the stock market. Exactly. And, and, exactly. And, and, and that's but, a- but here's my point. Jim Laranega, fine, I'll correct it. Jim Laranega isn't having any press conferences today, is he, Stone? No, he's not. Good. So the point remains. I mean, the, the, the point something. absolutely. Dion did, well, he can't help saying something. <laughs> I wanted to throw his name in there just some, because some of his post-game pressers that that I've heard over the years is super god complex. But again, it, it, it chalks up to the there's levels to this, and I think delusion is what it takes to be good. But to, to the to the comment on it being Miami basketball instead of football, it's the same damn person. Ruiz is yeah, also dealing with football players, and there is zero difference between the right. sports teams. It's the same deal you're doing with kids that have the same schedule. There is little to no it's difference. Exactly. And 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 uh, plus, Mario worked under Saban. I, I mentioned that, Rick. Right, Stone? I, I said that Mario worked with Saban. Worked yeah. Under I mean, Saban at I mean, Alabama. He was his offensive line coach. I said it. Yeah, you said it, and almost it almost didn't need to be said. Like, good point, whatever that guy's name was. Like, great job. Not whatever that guy's name was. I think yeah. it was Rick. Rick, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Rick. Appreciate you listening. Um, uh, the God complex in sports. The biggest God complex in sports. Before we get on to the heat here, 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Ernesto's been waiting patiently. Ernesto's in Boynton. Ernesto... Sorry about that. Welcome in. No, no. By all means, thank you for taking my call. But God complex. Huh. Any person with the power, any anyone with power has God complex. Anyone. Uh, the NFL owners, uh, NBA owners, MLB owners, they don't care about the fans. Those are God complexes. And as for the chosen one, yes, he is a God complex. How else can you no one put the tattoo gun to his chest or his back and said, you will be the chosen one. No. He believed, not only did they believe it, he made everybody else believe it. You all believe it that he's the chosen one. He's not the chosen one. He's a great player. He's one of our greatest players ever. He will be. But he's not the chosen one. But he's I would argue, gonna be. I would argue, he didn't give himself that nickname. Uh, he, he, I mean, it was literally. I mean, Keely, it was a Sports Illustrated right. story. It right? was mm-hmm. Sports Illustrated. Yeah, but at the same time, it wasn't Sports Illustrated. They paid the, t- the tattoo artist to put it on his chest. <laughs> he did it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's one thing to believe it. It's one thing to live it. 
He's living it. He thinks he is the chosen one. You gave a, uh, you're right. The people, you're right. Sports Illustrated put this in his head. And he's running with it. I mean, he believes it all the way. I mean, you have to be. You're a super athlete. He's not just a regular Joe Schmo. This guy's a super athlete. And he's going to believe what, you know, what people put in front of him. And since he was 17 and 18, all those thousands of reporters watching his ba- uh, basketball games at 17 years old, how else are you going to think he's going to grow up? Of course you think he's gone. <laughs> Ernesto, I appreciate the call. If someone, if someone called me the chosen one at age 17, you know what I'd have on my, my, my forehead to be the chosen <laughs> one? Like I would get that tattooed immediately. Well, and think about this. This started like well before he turned 17. Yeah, yeah, because exactly. he didn't he didn't just get tall at seventeen, right? So or just start playing well at seventeen. Those things were happening when he was ten, eleven, yeah, tw- you know. Yeah. And so when you when in your formative years, they say that your prefrontal cortex isn't even fully formed until you're like twenty one. So if people keep telling you before you have the actual physical reasoning in your brain to say maybe this is not quite true or maybe this isn't really reality and people are telling you you are god essentially and you're going to do this and you're going to do that and you might have come from some struggling background and this and this and this and oh go ahead and take that what car was it range rover escalade whatever it was Uh was 17 Uh you know what i mean and people are i think it was an escalade yeah i think it was an escalade too because those were really big in the early 2000s Yeah, yeah so if people are telling you this and pushing this on you it's it's hard to have your just own mind that young and that's why i say i can appreciate how he's sort of coming to his own but to that point about the whole autobiography of malcolm x things like that when all people essentially told him was that this is all you're good at is basketball which is a good thing Mm -hmm. but you're not going to do that for forever you got to do something else you just you just can't father time comes for us all you i think you want to you you want to and feel like you have to show another side of you. And I think that's why he's so outspoken on so many things, because I think people look to him to do that, which isn't fair. It's not fair. And I don't think he can come out and say, you know, I really don't want to, <laughs> I don't really want to have this conversation. He feels like he has to, you know, I, it's, it's gotta be tough. I think it's gotta be tough to have all that thrust upon you when you're younger, because it all plays out when you become older and then you give verbal salad. <laughs> With, sure. Whether you read Alex right. Haley's The Autobiography <laughs> of Malcolm X. Um, by the way, we have proof that the NBA's health and safety protocols are complete trash, complete garbage, and don't mean anything, and they probably at this point should just get rid of them. Somehow Al Horford, who we believe to have tested positive uh, for COVID and missed game one, he's suddenly questionable just 36 hours later for game two tonight. All right, that makes sense. Uh, even if he's vaccinated, it's supposed to be five days, but apparently it's down to like 30 hours now. So whatever, <laughs> what do I know? Al Horford questionable tonight uh, for Game 2. Heat Celtics right here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, we're going to talk a little golf with Sean Fairholm, Global Golf Post, PGA Championship, but I want to get to a break because uh, then I also need to address whatever Charles Barkley was trying to explain last night on Inside <laughs> the NBA, because as I'll, I'll explain, it was nonsense, the point he was trying to make about the Heat and about Marcus Smart returning tonight for the Celtics. Hey, we talked about LeBron and his Escalade. I don't need no Escalade. I got a Kia K5 GT that I love, and I'm rolling through South Florida in that, and I got it at Greenway, Kia, West Palm Beach, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport, Military Trail, Greenway, Kia, West Palm Beach. You're going to get to that lot. You're going to see the selection. You're going to say, oh, my goodness, like this is ridiculous. 
ridiculous. There's so much there. So my recommendation is to go to Greenway Kia at westpalmbeach.com first. Check it out. Get a feel for a game plan. You'll roll in, and you're not going to have uh, people rushing you. Oh, what can I get you? What do you need? What do you need? What car are you looking for? No, it's one person, and it's, hi. What can I help you with? How can we make this the best car buying experience possible? And they're going to show you whether you're looking for something sporty, something family-oriented, especially these days, fuel-efficient. They've got a car for everybody, Greenway, Kia, West Palm Beach, new or pre-owned, and they have a credit clinic on site. What you need to do, though, if your 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 credit is poor, don't be like LeBron and just try and word salad your way through it. No, be up front. Say, in LeBron's case, I didn't read it. We'll check back in. In your case, hey, my credit's in a tough spot. I don't even know if I can hack it. And they're going to say, hey, good thing. we got a credit clinic on site. We have bank reps right here. We are going to run this through however many credit services we need to make sure that this works for you. That's what they do. They work for you at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. That is why they're associated with this show, because they take care of you. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT. It's where you're going to have the best car buying experience you have ever had, and you'll keep coming back for more. Greenway Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, Greenway Kia West Palm PGA Championship, Tiger Woods, four shots back. That'll do. We'll talk about it with Sean Fairholm, Global Golf bad Post. News. GlobalGolfPost.com. When we come back, what's the bad news? That he's two over through 14. Oh, no, that won't do. We'll discuss that with Sean Fairholm. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Live from the energy. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Hey, real quick, before we talk with Sean Fairholm, Global Golf Post, globalgolfpost.com. Congratulations to Mick Hubert, longtime voice of the Florida Gators retiring after 33 years behind the microphone in Gainesville. That's wild. We we are without Gene Deckeroff for the first time in decades at Florida State. McHubert stepping away at Florida. True broadcasting changing of the guard in this state. Pretty unprecedented stuff, but two legends this offseason. Deckeroff and Hubert are retiring, so... Uh, I've met Mick Hubert several times. FAU has played at Florida on several occasions, and he's a good man. He's a consummate professional, one of the best to do it, and we wish him the best in retirement. So, Tiger Woods uh, struggling a bit. Uh, I thought, I thought Keeley, and I hadn't been paying full attention to it because I was too busy uh, dissecting uh, LeBron James and uh, an evaluation of Malcolm X's autobiography from three years ago. Uh, and again, another reason why I'm poor at my job. I hadn't realized <laughs> that Tiger Woods had gone from one under to plummeting into plus territory and is really struggling at, uh, at Southern Hill. So... Uh, he looks healthy, he looks good, but he's not hitting the ball well. And joining us now here on Ken Levick Alive is our golf insider. You hear him with me Saturdays, Honda Classic Live here on ESPN 106.3, one of the best feature writers in the sport, Sean Fairholm, GlobalGolfPost.com. Sean, welcome back to the show, brother. I appreciate it. And uh, uh, it started off pretty inspiring for Tiger as he blasted a drive, 337, hit it within three feet, a birdie on number one, and since then it's been 
been pretty mediocre to now bad for Tiger in the opening round of the PGA Championship. Yeah, pretty good start. He was two under through his first five, and everyone was kind of looking around going, is this going to last? Is, is he going to be a, a big part of this golf tournament? And just, just a few mental errors, really. He's hit three really poor bunker shots, which – I think a little bit of that is the leg, Ken. You know, anyone who's played yeah. golf knows that you put a lot of pressure on that lead leg, particularly when you're hitting bunker shots. And just a little bit of uh, rust there around the greens has really been the difference between this being around where he can get out of here and one or two under and, and where he is right now, a couple over par for this golf tournament. Rory McIlroy has already opened up a three-shot lead through 14 right now, and he's someone that uh, it, Rory's odd because he hasn't won a significant tournament in quite some time, but he's hung around in the world golf rankings. He's still top 10. He certainly hasn't dazzled over the last two or three years, but he's off to a good start, and what a blast this would be if Rory could extend this into the weekend. Yeah, I mean, other than Tiger and Phil winning majors recently, this would be the biggest story in golf over the last 10 years or so. Uh, you know, t- Rory's last major win was eight years ago at the 2014 PGA, so it's been a long time for him. Really, Ken, you know, he, he struggled early in golf tournaments with majors. His, his scoring, uh, you know, average for the first round is his worst by far out of the four rounds for majors these past eight years. Uh, you know, the, the fact that he's been able to get off to a really hot start here, really a perfect round of golf, basically. Uh, you know, he's just crushing the ball off of the tee. There have been a couple of instances where he's been 100 yards ahead of Tiger. Uh, Tiger, hit, you know, decided to hit a two-iron off the tee, and, and Rory is kind of uh, ripping a driver out, you know, some 350, 360, 370 on some of these holes, really taking advantage of his length. And, you know, we're very frustrated sometimes seeing Rory's wedge game, but it's been it's been very solid today. And his putter has been fantastic. If he continues to putt well, I just don't see any way that he's, he's not going to be right there at the end of this golf tournament. Southern Hills big. It is long. Uh, that course, who are a couple of guys that the layout, just the sheer layout favors here in the PGA Championship? Yeah, well, this course went under a pretty extensive re- renovation a couple of years ago. Uh, Tiger won this golf tournament in 2007 at the PGA Championship, and it's a completely different golf course now. They've really... Uh, you know, added a lot of runoff areas to to the greens. Uh, the, the greens are very interesting. They're they're sloped pretty significantly, but they're a little bit slower in terms of speed overall. So I really think that you know who's going to win this golf tournament. It's going to be a guy who uh, who hits the ball a long way. I think first, and is very precise coming into the greens. I think that's really maybe the one key above all else is just precision off off the, off the uh, you know coming into the greens is going to be a really a, a huge key so look at your good iron players I think first I think that's really the, the place where you want to start well then that brings me to Scotty Scheffler the world number one he already has the masters in the bag looking for uh, major number two here in 2022 how do you see his chances playing out through the course of the weekend I was stunned that he wasn't the favorite coming into this golf tournament. John Rahm was. I mean, what does Scotty Scheffler have to do to be to be a favorite here? <laughs> uh, I, I like him a lot. I mean, he's from Texas. Uh, this tournament being played in Tulsa, not not too far away. Very similar style of golf to what he played in, in college with the Longhorns. And um, I, I think he has a great chance here. I mean, why wouldn't he? He's, he's a fantastic ball striker, and he's been doing everything pretty well uh, throughout this year. I, I know he didn't play great at the Byron Nelson last week, but – uh, this is a fantastic player, and uh, I, I don't see any reason why he can't be a uh, part of this golf tournament come Sunday.
Uh, I do want to ask you, because uh, Stone Labanowitz and I were talking about this earlier this week, uh, Brooks Kepka was an hour late to his PGA Championship press conference because he locked his keys in his car and his clubs in his car. We were debating where this would have taken place, because what I didn't understand is why would he need his clubs? Couldn't he have figured out the lock to get the keys in the car situation after the press conference if he was already at Southern Hills? Uh, do you have any further insight into what is my biggest story of the week the mystery behind brooks kepka being late to the pga championship press conference i can't say i do sadly i, I i'm gonna guess that he was at his rental home for the oh, week yeah and yeah was, i mean that that's my guess and uh, yeah a lot of those guys for press conferences they kind of separate that from their practice a lot of times so it's not always uh doing doing them both at once they'll go and pra- you know do the press conference you know at, at a certain point of day and then go back take a shower or whatever come back and and hit balls. A lot of those guys stay so close to the course now that it's it's only they're only a few minutes away. But they, they a lot of the, the big stars they tend to rent out the the big houses uh, for for the week and have their whole team there. So I'm, I'm guessing that's where Brooks was. But I, I can't say for certain. <laughs> I think that that is probably the correct hypothesis because we also said well the only way it would make sense is if he was at his rental home still or at his home where he was staying for him to be an hour late. And so I think uh, that solidifies it. We're on the same page there, Sean. Really appreciate it. Thank you, and we'll talk to you this weekend, okay? All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Sean Fairholm, Global Golf Post, and read all of his work. Just a great feature writer, globalgolfpost.com. You'll hear him as we head into the weekend of the PGA Championship, Honda Classic Live, Saturday, 9 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. All right, so, Stone, uh, you this morning, I beat you to this actually. Um, I wanted to break down the Charles Barkley Shaq verbal confrontation that happened last night on Inside the NBA on TNT. Uh, and there was, they got heated over a conversation about Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. His effectiveness and what was going to happen when Marcus Smart returned for game two. And basically the premise was Shaq went full heat lifer. Like Jimmy's real deal. <laughs> Jimmy's going to get his still. He's been the best player in this postseason. And Charles Barkley's saying, no way. The defensive player of the year is going to neutralize Jimmy Butler. Listen to this exchange last night on TNT. Keely, have you heard this? I haven't heard it yet. It is it is, and those two will go at one another pretty consistently, but this was... You thought it was I mean, a catch-me-outside yeah, moment. Yeah, this got tense. This got tense, but this is... It heartened me because it actually was the first time I've heard anybody with any conviction actually talk about the Heat mm-hmm. all season, and especially in this playoffs. Usually it's, oh, James Harden, oh, Kevin Durant, oh, Joel Embiid. And finally, someone went to bat vehemently for Jimmy Butler, and there at least was discourse about the damned Miami Heat, who were three wins away from winning the Eastern Conference. Here's Shaq and Barkley going at one another last night on TNT. First of all, Jimmy can get 40 if he puts his mind. Oh, he can, I mean, but I'm saying. No, no, but, with, with or without Marcus Smart, it, Jimmy Butler can get 40. But it's still points. harder to get it on no, a defensive not. play. Yes, no. it is. Yes, it is. Well, he's he at that level. No, no, He's at that level now where at, at this point in the game, like D-Way said, he's saying ain't nobody stopping him. Uh, They're focused on defense. No, no, no. Listen. Hey, but oh, we all like Jimmy Butler. It's harder to score on the defensive player of the year. You don't think it's harder to score on Dennis Rodman? You said last week, hold on. You said last week, don't be bragging that you agree with somebody to shut you down. It's 
Marcus Smart ain't shutting Jimmy Butler up. If Jimmy Butler want to get 40, he going to get 40. He's 28. He's going to get 40. If he want to get 40, he can get 40. He's that type of player now. We all like Jimmy Butler. But playing against him. Don't be contradicting yourself. No, I'm not contradicting You just said don't call yourself a great player. No, I'm not. This is a totally different animal. I'm talking. It's harder scoring the defensive player of the year, fool. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You better look at my finals against the Kimbe Matumbo. No, it ain't. It is not. Jimmy Butler is a great player. If you want to get 40, you can get 40. I don't want to hear that defensive player of the year, sir. I don't even want to hear that. Stop it out of here, man. Listen, Petty White, we ain't talking about, about you. This We're is talking facts. about Jimmy Butler. This is Jimmy Butler, okay, playing against the defensive player of the year is that a lot harder. Yes, this it is does. facts. When yes, you're a great player, like you said, you get greater. You never got greater at this point in your career. I did. I know what I'm talking about. No, you were riding on Dwayne and Kobe's coattails. I got the fouls in the <laughs> I mean, that was as tense as I can remember. But Shaq, I mean, I'm biased, but Shaq's right. The way Jimmy's playing, <laughs> Jimmy's going to get his. But here's why Chuck's argument, Keely Stone, this is why it's fundamentally wrong. Marcus Smart isn't going to guard Jimmy Butler. That's not Marcus Smart's assignment. Marcus Smart's assignment is likely going to be Max Struess. He's not even going to guard Jimmy. What Jimmy does has nothing to do with the defensive player of the year in Marcus Smart, who, by the way, in this postseason, opponents have a higher efficiency rating and are scoring more with Marcus Smart on the floor as opposed to off the floor. Some defensive player of the year, huh? I mean, there are going to be times in the game where it is Jimmy and there, Marcus. There are going to be times. Out, of course. Absolutely. But Jimmy this year, when matched up against the Celtics, when Marcus Smart is playing, 22 points per game, 48.5% from the field this season. Stone, is that good for, uh, for uh, 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 a small forward? It's not, but welcome to the playoffs. Yes, it is. Oh, 22 oh, oh, points oh, a game I, I, and 48%. I, I, I meant, no, no, I meant, it, I meant it was. I apologize. I, I thought you were talking about on Marcus Smart. Oh, no, like, no, 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 that's not good defense. No, you're, you're, you're okay. That, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, for, uh, for Jimmy, oh, Lord, that's we a great to, thing. I was, had to have I thought a you Shaq were, and Barkley uh, moment. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, and, and that's my, my fault for not making that clear. That's Jimmy's numbers against the Celtics with Smart. Marcus Smart, and this is per John Jablanca, Marcus Smart has only guarded Jimmy Butler 10 possessions this year. Jimmy Butler shot 50% on him in their 10 possessions where they went head-to-head this year. So, one, it's a small sample size. A super Be- small sample Because size. Jimmy Butler is not Marcus Smart's assignment, Marcus Smart is not going to be guarding Jimmy Butler all game. And when Marcus Smart has guarded Jimmy Butler this year, Jimmy Butler has been the better player. And in the postseason, when Marcus Smart is on the floor, the Celtics have been a worse defensive team. So that this thought that Marcus Smart is going to get on the floor tonight and suddenly the Heat are going to be incapable of scoring and Jimmy Butler is going to be held to nine points. It's a myth, and it's not based in any semblance of reality. I was, I side note, I was waiting for that conversation to devolve in what it devolved into because I knew at some point Shaq was going to pull rank. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. He always does. I, I, I was like, he, but this was really like, even if you di- don't get a chance to watch them go back and forth all the time, which because they're on really late and they're on when I'm on, so, <laughs> so I don't. But 
I was like, oh, you you got to flex at this point because he was like, listen, I'm trying to do a soft flex. Just say about the Kimbe Mutombo. Okay, so now I got to pull out the championship ring. Yeah. Yeah. You should have seen Dwayne Wade, Ernie Johnson, and Kenny Smith sitting in between them just not I having bet. a clue yeah. what to do. When, when Dwayne got brought into it, he's yeah. like, you was riding Dwayne's coattails. Like, Kenny pulled out his pen and started like fake writing stuff down <laughs> and was like <laughs> underlining uh, stuff. That is, I, I noticed that too, and that's totally my move when I'm in an uncomfortable situation, yeah. Stone. <laughs> like, if I'm, especially in work, if, if someone's getting like dressed down or someone's like, yeah, I've been in situations in this business where someone's going at somebody and I don't want to be a part of it but I can't leave the room my yeah. go-to move is just pretend to take notes on something <laughs> I go I'm busy I'm busy um but but like, and also that was awkward, <laughs> well, well, awkward we've <laughs> we've seen enough of Shaq and Barkley to know how this always plays out like they'll go at one another and then what's the first thing that Shaq goes to you didn't win a ring right yeah and then Barkley's immediate response is you rode the coattails of Kobe and D Wade like that's all and that's exactly how this ended up playing out but Chuck Chuck is going by this basic premise that oh the defensive player of the year is back so everything's going to be different but that's not the case that's why when you're talking about a perimeter player who's the defensive player of the year it changes everything that's why Bam is so effective because he can guard all five positions you want him on the perimeter he can do it need him on the block he can do it need him to blow up a pick and roll he can do it. Rudy Gobert is simply a rim protector. This is why Bam not being a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year is such nonsense. Why him not being Defensive Player of the Year is a complete injustice because if you want to, if Charles Barkley wants to make an argument about a single player coming back and altering a series because of his defensive presence, there's only one player remaining in the postseason who can do that, and it's not Marcus Smart. It is simply Bam Adebayo. I mean, I, 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 I like it all, but it's the playoffs. It's a different beast. Now, I can't speak on this guy's foot and but how healthy But matchups don't change, Stone. Yeah, but they don't change, but come four minutes tied up, I know Marcus will stick Jimmy. Like, that's just how it goes. And good, but Jimmy will that, shoot 50% on him. Well, I was going to say. And that's, another, that's selective statistic that, that you, no, you sometimes these, pull out. It's Ten shots. That is the smallest sample size of okay. any basketball but, thing you could But pop. he converted that's, on five of them, and he's coming off of a game where he shot 18 free that's throws. three layups and two dunks, possibly. Like, we don't know. Like, you don't even know what those shots Good. were. So, five so, shots? So did he, things, beat, did he beat Marcus Smart to the rim? Yeah. Two things, though. I think the small sample size speaks to Ken's greater point that that's not his assignment. That's right. number one. Number two. One in the playoffs. But, num but number two, if you're going to mention the playoffs, so you've got a defensive player of the year or not, you're coming back from an injury. That's number one. That, so that's that is number one. Playoffs or not. That that's is number one. No hard. doubt. That's why number I said two, I can't speak to his foot. Number two, though, if it's playoffs, then that wouldn't it stand to reason that Jimmy Butler has a second gear as well? Oh, he, he's, already, he's in his second gear. Like that's what he's right. doing right now. But Marcus Smart, he's in like his so, fourth gear. But so, what, but but my point, my <laughs> point is, is there's gear. another gear, and, and so when even though you put this other variable in, Shaq's greater point was it doesn't really matter what the variable is at this point. He is he is in his element. So I don't care who you think you're gonna throw at him. It's not it's not about the shake, dude. I love that's it. That's his greater point. That is yeah. his greater point. But just be ready to eat your words. And I think Jimmy gets the best of Marcus. But there are gonna be times during the night where Marcus gets the best of Jimmy. Times, sure. but at the end of the day, yeah. We, at the end of the day, we <laughs> shall see. At the see. end of the day, what's what's gonna be in the in the win loss column? I know are they gonna be up two nothing or right. is it gonna be I know, one one? I know, I know. Boston's three zero after a loss in the postseason, eleven and three. Um, yeah. No. It, it, 
after, after a loss. And that stuff matters. But I think if the Heat lose, and they very well could lose, um, I don't think that we're going to be talking about the the game was decided on what Marcus Smart did against Jimmy defensively because I don't think that scenario is going to present itself enough to be a talking point. That's simply my point. And Charles Barkley got into a screaming match over the fact that the Jimmy Butler it was going to be changed because of Marcus Smart. And there's no part of that claim that's actually fundamentally true based on anything that's happened this season. She's Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Let me tell you about Brightline because if you're going anywhere in South Florida, it's got to be Brightline, okay? Got to be Brightline. You don't want to sit in traffic. That's lame. Want to get to the heat? Go into the heat tonight. Take Brightline. Stations West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. GoBrightline.com. Free Brightline app. You deserve little stress in your life when you can get it and that's what Brightline brings is the least stress possible as you get through the transportation nightmare that is South Florida. Take the buzzer beater train tonight for the heat game FTX Arena. It's Brightline. Go Brightline.com. Free Brightline app. Keely Ferguson. You'll see her tonight. WPTV News Channel 5 WFLX Fox 29. Bye Keely. Thank you. Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights and hey remember Kyle Lowry still injured when you want to try and make excuses for the Celtics. Okay? Go Heat! I'm Ken Levicka. I've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye.